Welcome to the Solarize podcast from creator, founder, and author Spencer Burke, where we have candid conversations with spiritual innovators, visionaries, change makers, creatives from the edge. These are the people that serve as our scouts and outlooks. The voice is calling for a more humane future, one we desire and are working toward. Both the beauty of New Horizons and the difficulties of taking risks will pepper all of our interviews. Podcast. My name is Matt Kinzera, and here's you were, always. You were just you were wondering reading. there. You I know, forgot yeah. for a second. <laughs> okay, I okay. My name is. That's good. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, That's last time I did this podcast, it was, but you know, things change, Spencer. You know, so is life. <laughs> of course, we got Spencer Burke here with us, the founder, the brainchild, the uh, spiritual innovator that he is. So excited to have you with us as always. And we have our musical guests that have been here for this wonderful Solarize conference. Hudost, who is comprised of Moksha Summer and Jamal Hines. Welcome, guys. Beat the drum harder. Beat the drum harder. Why don't you just give us a little background of who you are, maybe how you guys got together, and where music became a part of that, or if it always was a part of it. Long story short, um, we have completely different musical training, but long story short, we actually met at a Turkish Rumi festival in North Carolina in 2000. 2000? Yeah, a long, long time ago. And got together a year later. So we've been together for 20 years, if you can believe. Yeah. Believe it. Crazy. And music really was the first thing that brought us together. We kind of were awed by each other from across the room. He was doing percussion and I was singing. And it was a big chant. Everybody was chanting. Yeah. And we immediately sort of felt this pull, you know, to play together. And then, of course, through that, fell in love very rapidly. So... That was the beginning of what this relationship has become. And of course, it's manifested musically in many different ways. And in terms of how we even approach that music has shifted over the years. So, but that was our first coming together. Great story. Spencer, so many musicians all over the world. This Solarize is a, is a worldwide event. It's connecting with people all throughout the world. You wanted these guys to be the music for it why was that you know it's you guys have this beautiful sense of an eclectic conversation but also a very distinct sound 
And so for us, we were, we've kind of moved beyond, again, Solaris is 10 years ago, and it just kind of reemerged. And we thought this time, it can't be just about the Christian faith. It can't be just about one stream. And so we have speakers that are coming from all different faith ideas and concepts, but again, united around humane spirituality. And so your, your voice, your sound, just the story of what you bring is really the reason why. I mean, as people listen, you know, they'll hear. It's this really interesting mix that allows uh, your soul to connect, but also it disrupts at the same time that it calms. And that's curious, you know, and some of it's, for me, instrumentation that I'm not as familiar with. Well, I mean, we musically are all over the map in terms of our training. You know, I come from a much more classical and also Eastern European training in terms of musically. He comes from much more of a sort of just punk, you know, straight up rock. I'm not a punk, but my first band was a a punk punk band, but music's always been the guiding force. Yeah, and I mean, we have always had a very sort of strong draw to especially interfaith work, um, both musically and from more of a humanitarian perspective. And my hope is that a lot of that comes through, but with, again, coming back to the term cohesion, you know, that it makes sense altogether in that way. Activism and interfaith work. Well, I think what I was going to say is that the interfaith work itself continually brought us back to the teachings of love and compassion which what we realized from the constructive perspective had to be done not just as faith work but as work in terms of for the betterment of people's lives especially through things like education and living conditions and that type of thing so all that said that's kind of what we've slowly oriented to over the years and i think if you look historically one of the interesting things is it's often the artists that are promoting the change almost before some of the talking heads and things like that. And so to have a conference like Solarize without music, without the arts involved would seem lacking in so many ways, Spencer. Yeah. Well, and it, with this new emergence with COVID, we haven't been able to have uh, it in that way. So you have really kind of created the restart spark. Actually, 20 years ago, we uh, had a Native American potlatch and we had a film festival. And and I hope that the arts are just kind of a stronger part because I'm not sure it's just talking heads that will get us to, to reason it really is a place where our hearts and our heads are touched and moved forward so i completely agree i mean i i personally think the absolute healthiest approach is to have both and i think that the arts can be a powerful source of inspiration they can really cut through a lot of the kind of the cranial blocks that we have in terms of receiving the inspiration to then foster change. So I think music and the arts, they just, because of how they affect us on an emotive level, it really just sort of conquers that. And then we can have all of the actual tools for change through what these other contributors are giving. And I mean, just to share from our own experience, it probably sounds kind of manipulative, (laughs) but we have had the most success with kind of the advocacy work that we do. When we do things like play big festivals and between songs say, 
this is the work that needs to be done and here right over here is where you can write a letter to your representative you know and have a booth right next to the stage with other people then guiding people of how they can take a direct action right and then we can go and meet with a congressman and senator or whatever and deliver this stack of handwritten letters so that they can act as a representative but it's that combination of inspiration through music and then the ability to take action. It's a solid house with a tin roof with a picket fence and a green lawn It's a solid house with a fireplace And a radio playing a rock song When I can't find the answer To this bitter, bitter world You give me something better The Solarize Podcast is brought to you today by our partners at the Igniting Imagination Podcast. Igniting Imagination is a podcast to spark the spirit within you from Wesleyan Investive and Texas Methodist Foundation. They believe every moment for change starts with conversation. They hope the conversations in these episodes might invite you into new perspectives and possibilities, inspire you with an idea, give you insight about your next faithful step, and further equip you to engage in the conversations in your context that can lead to deep change. This season, they are sharing conversations about the five adaptive muscles the church must strengthen to be fit, agile, and ready for God's now. For more information, visit their website at www.wesleyaninvestive.org forward slash igniting dash imagination dash podcast. That a home is bigger than us. You also do such an amazing work at allowing people to write their own song, too, to create their own language, their own word. Because everybody isn't, I mean, like, you remember when you were in kindergarten, it's like, okay, who can run the fastest? Oh, I can, I can. You know, who can uh, sing the loud? Oh, I can, I can. You know, and then you get to junior high and half the hands are down. Then you get to adulthood and it's only the professionals that are the singers. But you're giving an opportunity for people to actually use their voice to think of lyric and, you know, to, um, to share their voice in arts, in a sense. Yeah, well, I mean, if I can get personal for a moment I realized like especially in my own inner development in my own ego training I reached a point where I felt like I didn't have to prove my own worth anymore and that it would be more powerful to empower others to do that also and to me that's what good teaching can be right is empowering others and just simply sharing 
the tools, you know, because like, I mean, we, he can share about this, but we collaborate with a lot of other artists. And to me, the like most incredible thing is like having that thing where you're empowering one another and then what comes forward is so much more than any of us as individuals can produce, right? And there are lots of, God bless them, bad teachers out there, but there are lots of really good teachers and the good teachers are ones who are simply willing to provide skills to others to share the gifts that they have to share. Jamal, explain a little bit of that collaborative process because not everybody listening will be musicians or even understand what that could look like in that environment. Well, yeah, well, on our, you know, our last two records, we have uh, um, collaborated songwriting-wise with uh, Dan Hasseltine from Jars of Clay. And uh, we actually did um, a couple years ago, I don't know if you know the band The Church from Australia, we did a collaborative album with Steve Kilby from the church and we were sending tracks back and forth and we actually got John Anderson from Yes on one of the tracks Mm -hmm. singing too and then we also just did the uh, global music match this is the most recent thing we got chosen to be a US representative and we were teamed with different musical acts from all different countries and then we each had like a week or two and we would collaborate on each other's music. And it's just, uh, I mean, at least for us, it's kind of egoless, you know? We don't have any attachment to what happening. Someone sends us something and we're like, here's what we added to it. Or like, it, it seems to break down the barriers of ego. Most of the time it just, like she said, it creates something that, especially if everyone's not attached to it, that's gonna be much bigger and grander than you realized. It's always a learning process, too. I mean, if we're really, really willing to collaborate, it means being open to growing and discovering ways of working that are not normal to us. So we know it through the arts because that's our medium, but I feel like this is the kind of thing that applies to all or could apply <laughs> to all fields. Yeah, it's a new world. I'm listening to them talk about songwriting, and I'm hearing in the back of my head, Spencer, you talking about Solarize, how it used to be this thing that we had to do all together in a room or all together in a community. Now we can be writing songs with people all the way across the globe. We can be doing conferences like Solarize, where there's people all throughout the globe. We are just in this expansive space right now and what a great opportunity that we find ourselves in. Solarize is a mega collaboration, isn't it? I mean, the crazy thing is that I think with the pandemic, people are catching up to the technology, meaning the technology was there. We just didn't feel comfortable using it yet. And and so now to be able to say, oh, we're going to have a village, you know, and we've got a number of villages that are happening or all of a sudden we do a breakout and here it was fun to see Wanjuku with her five kids on the bed and you know yelling and screaming where you well she's you know actually in Kenya you know like, and to, or and then have you down the street you know and we're we're all kind of playing together and connecting and having conversations because you're not trying to control the outcome you could set the boundaries say what does it mean when we think of humane spirituality let's do song let's do activism let's do just conversation and i think that is the thing that when again let the ego go and you kind of say like how can we let something far greater emerge because ego tends to say i want it it's mine let me put my name on it let me hold it 
that's scarcity. And I do not hear that as a very powerful impulse, a spiritual impulse. You know what I mean? Uh, I'd way rather think of just this generosity, this generative part. And I think, you know, our politics need to be generative. I think that our faith has to be generative. You know, I think our economy, you call it all of that. It's, uh, you know, during the finance panel that we had, do you remember the idea? They said that when a company uses the water, usually they let it go and it's worse off. Well, then the idea was, no, okay, let it go, and it's neutral. But what we're saying is, no, we're so far behind, you can't even do that. It has to come in. You use it, okay, but leave it better than you found it. Yeah. Mm. So how are we leaving our art better than we found it, our faith better than we found it, our world better than we found it? I think it's if we work together. Especially in America here, Spencer, it's like we've even made art so individualistic. But there is there's something powerful about letting go, and because it's an illusion. Control is an illusion anyways. Uh, and in letting that go and seeing what happens, I've got the theory that, you know, there's, here's who I am. And I have to have a locus of who I am, like all that I am. You know I mean? I take all that and bring that to me. And then you bring all of who you are. I don't think it's this idea of merging these together like a Venn diagram and trying to find the least common denominator. That's not inspiring to me. But if you, and this kind of innovation, right, as spiritual innovators, if we take all of who we are and you bring all of who you are without the ego, then we create something totally new. That's the we. And it couldn't exist without each of us being fully who we are and letting the other be fully who they were. And then we discover something that is this other new thing and new way. And when that happens, it brings life. It brings energy and excitement and creativity. And I think that's the whole issue of what we're trying to do with Solarize, but it's also the reason why we bring all these different elements together. And I think that's what you do with your music, and that's what you've done with your collaborations. So. I think what you're describing, too, I think as humans, we've been seeing that sort of on a cultural front in the last couple of years, too, where, I mean, look back to, like, the 70s and 80s and some of the peace workers that were like we're all one everyone is the same blah 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 right okay and their intention was beautiful and good and it was the like complete merging of all humans no matter what their background was and i mean we're now going no 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 like that's not that's not how it functions everyone needs to be respected as who they are we cannot continue with appropriation we cannot continue with this thing of like everyone just becoming the same universal blob it doesn't function that way but it's much more powerful if we can work in a cohesive way together while respecting you know what those different roles are i think we're all asking these questions in a lot of areas right now and you know we to be honest in our musical journey we've asked ourselves those questions we because you know like we've you know, we have our own backgrounds. We've learned from different artists. We've worked with different artists. We've, um, you know, kind of gone through our own struggles of what is and isn't appropriate even with collaborations, you know. And so it's a continuous, hopefully respectful discovery that goes on for people with that. One of the things I've really enjoyed about listening to your music is, unfortunately, over the last several decades, faith-based music 
has had an agenda in the evangelical world. And it's driven me crazy because that's not a pure form of art. That's the only place that I can even think of where art has been used in that way. Or it's not art, it's propaganda. Yeah. See, and that's go. the place where you feel the sting. You know, it's like, ouch, yeah. you had an agenda. You were not inviting me in. You were simply hitting me over the head. And it's deeply manipulative because, I mean, what I was saying before in terms of like, you know, I hope it's not manipulation how we use it, but our hope is like we're using music as something to inspire positive action, right? But music can totally be used in a like darkly manipulative way yes. right and that's i think some of what you're describing yeah it's absolutely i've seen it used in such manipulative ways in faith settings what i love about your music is that i can sense that whatever your faith is whatever spirituality means to you i don't necessarily understand it but i hear it so i can hear it through your music it's as if it's an overflow into your art as opposed to you forcing the art to speak an ideology. You know, you can hire tons of bands and voices and everything, right? And this has really not been a green room experience. You know what I mean? This is all of us, hey, who's grabbing lunch? Oh, I'll go get you a coffee. We're like, oh, who's online right now? Oh, let me, I'll moderate for that. You know, like it's when everybody comes together and kind of says, I'm not going to just consume. I really am going to come in and ask, how can I contribute? And I think it is the open invitation of us saying, it's a learning party, first off, but there's some boundaries. And we're going to say, we're really going to invite the spiritual innovator. So it's not for everyone. That's okay. But we're really looking for people who are very interested in kind of that collaborative work. And, and then ultimately, we're kind of saying like, what does it mean to you? Let's all play in the sandbox of humane spirituality. And that energy has created, you saw it from, you know, whatever panel has been happening, whatever segment or whatever, somehow that's an animating force rather than everybody kind of doing their own thing. They can contribute in their own way, but it feels like there's something far larger than any one person, organization, or, or medium. There's something else animating this in a wonderful way. And I just think that's fascinating because it's coming from multiple faith leaders and non-faith leaders, different fields and different ideas. And I actually think, this is, this is crazy, but I think we're going to look back, and maybe this is a little too grandiose, but I don't know. But I think we're going to look back and at least see the seeds of something that is afoot. And it's not that we are doing it. We're just becoming a little aware of it right now and trying to organize around what's already kind of happening. But I think we'll look back to this time in, in this moment and go, I remember that. There was there that's when such and such and so and so happened. These are the good old days. <laughs> These are the good old days. I love that. For me, what I have learned is that truly having faith is not knowing what the results will be. And and what I've discovered too is that if I truly have faith just in being and doing and committing with the work, right? The larger work, that I'm often very surprised by what manifests and it's often not at all what i think it's going to be or when it's going to be right it's a <laughs> um there's no control over either of those things but it happens you know what i mean and it just i'm frequently surprised by what those things are and how they manifest and 
it's generally in the way it's supposed to be, not necessarily exactly how I imagined it. So something like this, right? I mean, every presenter that has been here, I've learned something incredible from them. And while, I mean, I hope that this itself, I hope that Solarize grows and, you know, gains traction and becomes its own thing. But at the same time, it's like, who knows what from just this cross-pollination is going to manifest in other ways, right? So yeah. that's that's the surprise factor. Well said. Well, Moksha, Jamal, the band is Hudost. How do we keep track of you? How do people find your music? What's the best way to support you guys? Through the horror of social media um, <laughs> is a good way. <laughs> We're on every platform. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. YouTube, Twitter. You, Spotify, and whodost.com. Your mother's website. You know, we're our everywhere. new album's coming out in just about a little less than a month. Yeah, our new. Yeah, it's true. Good point. Our, on November nineteenth, our new album is coming out. You can see a lot of the music videos from the songs that are on that are already out. Almost all the guys from Jars of Clay were also involved in our new album, and we had some really wonderful other special guests too, including. Christy Linnae and the accidentals the accidentals various people and uh, it was you know so we're excited to put that out that was our COVID manifestation is this album that's <laughs> that's coming out on November 19th <laughs> well we're excited to hear it thank you guys so much for being a part of Solarize for coming on this episode we really appreciate you thank both thank you thank you for having us this is the color of the day Seeing from a sheltered place Who am I to speak? I've never known your song So I'll turn the other cheek The world is a flame. All of the music from this week's episode is from Hudos and here's the exciting news they have a new album coming out called Anthems of Hope and that release date is November 19th there's a link in the show notes where you can get more information on that album as well as order it for more information, tour dates albums, all of that you can go to hudos.com which is h-u-d-o-s-t dot com Make sure you support the Solarize podcast by subscribing to it, giving it a five-star rating, and write a review. No justice, no peace, no love.